okay. Doing all right. I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Doing all right. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to the Big Blue United podcast. My name is TJ. I'm here with Dan and Colin as always. What's up today, guys? How you doing? Just another Monday. Doing all right. That's cool. Yeah. I, I, I have nothing to say. Like Really? What, still? What, again? Has anything changed? Has anything changed? Uh, yeah. No. Well, Quarterbacks, yeah. potentially. Yes. From fever. We got from fever. From, okay. from, from fever? From, from, fever. from. I mean, does he really deserve for us to know how to pronounce his name correctly yet? Yes. Okay. I mean, they were, <laughs> they, they're giving people nicknames when they're in college now before they have a snap in the NFL, so I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, when did, when did Danny Dimes get that nickname? He had like one game against the Buccaneers, and then all that, of a sudden you got oh a nickname. Oh my gosh! Give me a break. I never, never used that nickname. Never, never earned it. No, it was like just, a Trent for, Dil- just for Colt but, McCoy. Well, I mean, <laughs> he brings something to the table that other guys don't bring, and that, that's what distinguishes Colt. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I've been having a good time. I, I got COVID this week, which is exciting for me because uh, nothing exciting happens in my life. So I, uh, I got a test and I uh, got the results, and I immediately left my job, and I've been sitting on. My keister at home ever since. Feeling pretty decent. It's not too you, bad. You've been gaming at all? I, a little bit. What I've been missing, though, is that I haven't had a beer before this podcast, which is usually a tradition of mine on Mondays. Ooh. But we'll see if I can still uh, still hang with the boys tonight. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> wait, wait. We'll just see. one beer? I'll, it, it, you know, like a double IPA. So. <laughs> oh, cool, man. Get pretentious over here. Um, also, I, I want to say thank you for using keister again. It's still one of my favorite words ever used. In the I don't want to get I don't want to get in trouble with the with the you know the masses and the and the higher ups for uh, my foul language over the past few weeks. So our corporate overlords at TPPN and Big Blue United. Speaking of which, guys, follow Big Blue United on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Pigskin Podcast Network at the Pigskin Podnet on Twitter. Download that DraftKings app. Right on. And we're excited tonight because we have a special guest with us, uh, Jeff, who is El Jefe on Twitter at Pilgrim's Point, probably most well-known for those funny Giants videos he sees where he plays several characters. Uh, I know we really enjoy them, and we're happy to have him on. Jeff, what's going on tonight? How you doing? How are we doing, guys? Thanks for having me. Big Blue United, this is, this is pretty exciting for me, too. So thank you for having me. Uh, the, 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 we feel fortunate to have you, my man. Th- thank you for, for joining us. And, and before we get into the nitty-gritty of this, I, I just think that um, – you know, your videos have done so much. Your your sort of Eddie Murphy esque expertise, uh, diligent editing, well written scripts. Uh, I feel like as a fandom, we all look towards you uh, to sort of you know tell us how we should be feeling on a weekly basis. And I think the question we all have for you is, uh, how do you how do you care for that lawn? Your yard looks immaculate. We're, we do a lot of lawn talk here, and we really like to get into that first. I think that's a top of mind for all of us. And any uh, winterizing tips, anything you like to do uh, before the, the spring, <laughs> spring spring sprung? That's a perfect place to start. I'm sure everyone was expecting to start with lawn care. And um, <laughs> This podcast, I a, maybe? I have a buddy. <laughs> I call him Dr. Green Thumb because he gives me lawn tips all year round. He's my buddy. He just knows what he's doing. So I just do whatever he says. And apparently adding lime to your lawn is a game changer. It's a nutrient that feeds it. You do it twice a year and uh, you know, in the spring and then beginning of the fall and it will feed it the whole year through. I don't cut my own grass. um, Admittedly. I know, I know that's kind of a wuss move, but no, I mean, um, I I don't, I just don't have time for that kind of thing. I do too much editing and stuff, right? (laughs) Focused on the craft. So I just do whatever that guy tells me, you know, I feed it, I feed it all the time, water it constantly. And my wife will admit, I care about the lawn way more than I should. It shows. It's only natural. It's natural. It no, I got a question about the lime. Do we, are we juicing this lime? Are we using rinds? Are we, uh, how many limes for, they have a large lawn. So not, I mean, I'm not buying limes and like squeezing them all over the lawn. That's not the <laughs> You want to get a you want to get a bag of like pelletized lime. So you get just like you buy grassy. You can put it in the seed spreader and you just walk yeah. walk around and, and let oh, it man. do its magic. It's it, I think it works. Apparently Dude, it works. This has already been worth it. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm gonna. Yeah. All right, that's it. That's it, folks. Uh, <laughs> Amazing. Incredible. Amazing. Incredible. Um, yeah. So I mean, let's just ask you, like, how did you like come up with this idea, and like, what made you want to like get into making this content? And you know, I think we're just a little curious about how it came about. I think it came about from watching and witnessing all of the conversations on Twitter, 
and seeing kind of, you know, you, you have all these characters on Twitter that, in Giants world that you just get to know, whether you know them or not, you just know what they're about. You kind of know what their angles are. And so I was just witnessing the same arguments over and over. So the first one I made was just, you know, Giants Twitter summed up in a minute and however many seconds. Cause I'm like, I just want to shine a light on these arguments. Cause you either love Gettleman, he, he's building something right. And this is preseason, mind you. He's building something right. You're in on Daniel Jones, or you think Daniel Jones is a bum, whatever it is. I just saw these conversations going on constantly. And I had the idea kind of through last season too. And I just never had the balls to make it and put it out there, I guess. So I finally just did it and just made it. And like, looking back, I don't even think it was like edited that well. The first one, the characters were like slow talking and kind of dry. And it's just, it's really taken on a life of its own. It's, it's really kind of ridiculous at this point, what it's become and each week, I don't know how I'm going to make another one. And it just, I don't know, it just keeps happening. But its it's been a fun ride. I'm, I'm glad people seem to think they're funny. And I don't know, its it's been fun so far. Hey, you know what? It, it, it's important, too, because I feel like it's getting to the point where people are at each other's necks so hard that you, you kind of need to bring some lightness into this game. Because otherwise, we're just fighting and squabbling amongst ourselves. And it just gets insane. That's a that's a good point. And that's like a main thing that I wanted to do is like, guys, relax. First of all, we're all like accountants or plumbers or whatever we do. Like none of us are working in the NFL. We're just fans of this team. So like, don't call people names on the internet. Don't yeah. like, I don't engage with people like that. So I'm like, let me just kind of make fun of ourselves and how we argue and everything. And uh, I think kind of why it works is in the beginning, blue jersey, white jersey, one was really optimistic. The other one was like, this team is trash kind of thing. And so you're probably one or both of those, you know, you're one or the other. So kind of, I think, related to a lot of Giants fans because you you relate to one of those guys or you're somewhere in between and you just like hearing both sides of it. So I think that's why, I mean, it's ris- it was risky putting it out there because, you know, Giants Twitter will just shred you if you put like crap out there. Yeah. So like, that's why I, I made it and I sat on it for a couple of days. I'm like, am I really going to do this? <laughs> like, ah, screw it. Let's just see what happens. I think it I think it works super well because you know like you said you, you identify with the different characters but you've also articulated different nuances to, to each sort of type of character like I think I might even resonate resonate with the stoner more than anyone else at first I was you know white jersey guy all the way through but then then there's little facets that you threw in with with the different characters and uh you know with anyone like you're able to like identify yourself or a friend and, and share it and spread it and you obviously know what you're talking about too so giants twitter respects that if you're able to highlight everything that we see and like you we more more like feel and we don't know how to distill it into those those finer points and then immediately your video is able to have some one character say it and then call the other one out on it and it's it's, it's therapeutic more than anything i think <laughs> for this season specifically at the at the root of it i'm a diehard giants fan so and like sure. there's there's one uh, video where I make reference like Matt F and Dodge. So like if you're not like a, <laughs> a, if you're not a diehard Giants fan, that's just gonna go right over your head. And like a lot of people probably don't get all of the references. So like there's a lot of pain that goes and bad memories that go into these videos. And then you know the I, I usually align mostly with the white jersey guy. That's that's usually home base for me. And the, but the stoner was was calling. For, I call him the stoner. I think that's just natural at this point. Yeah, None of them have names, really. <laughs> <laughs> but he was calling for draft picks. He like was saying the season was a wash in like week three or like after yeah. the Atlanta loss, yeah. which was yeah. absolutely heartbreaking. So like it turns out that he was kind of right all along. So that's what's funny is because he's the idiot, but he was also right all along. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he was. Fan favorite right here. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Love that. Awesome. Look, I, I got one question before you before we jump into some news. So, ju- judging by Joe Judge's press conferences and he keeps repeating himself to you, does that give you more material or less material? Do you think it's funny that he keeps doing that? Oh, yeah, that's what I figured. <laughs> I mean, he is becoming like his own like spoof character. Like, how how is this guy? And it's crazy how much it's changed over the course of this season. Like, maybe it was just me, but I feel like most Giants fans really liked him coming into this season. So oh, yeah. sure. like he went through that six and 10 season. Like this is the guy we need in this building. And like, you know, the characters were cheersing each other. At least we have Joe judge. Like, yeah. wow. Did that, that changed fast, man. Like he's just, the team got worse. His decision-making got worse. So like his pref- press conferences saying he's encouraged by this and he liked this and he liked the effort. And sometimes it's hard to see the progress externally might be the best line of all time. (laughs) 
I, I'm, I was a big fan of, uh, it was some point last week, uh, you tweeted something out there about the sleeves and, and, or like how many sleeves. And I was like, I think seven or something like that. And then when you came out with this week's episode talking about the sleeves, I was just like, yes, I'm fulfilled here. The sleeves, more sleeves, never ending sleeves. I just figured I couldn't be the only person that noticed the three sleeve (laughs) going on. It's like, I do. There's a longer version on YouTube because Twitter limits me to two minutes and 20 seconds. I can pay for more, but I think I like keeping it so short because I think attention spans are what they are. So like make Mm -hmm. it short. So I do a little bit longer version on YouTube, but I go into like how those sleeves, like if the Giants were a great football team, Joe Judge was this young coach, brilliant mind. Do you know how many people would be doing the sleeves? Like, I feel like it would be a thing. And I, and I (laughs) say that I'm like in the video, I'm like, Joe, we, everybody would be rocking those fans, but since we suck, it just looks stupid. Yeah. And like, I feel like there's truth in that. Like, nobody wants, nobody's gonna rock those sleeves because they're associated with this coach. And there's no tricks up there. Obviously, you can see it. So, <laughs> no tricks. But his press like, conferences are just brutal at this point. Yeah. I like the throwback to the Giants '80s uniform this last game, where he's wearing two different colors of blue. That was good for me. Yeah. Does he ever take that sweatshirt off? You think? He no, it's the it? same one. I think it's yeah. the same one. He doesn't wash it. <laughs> And can, can, can you even find that hoodie anywhere? No, no, they, the, no one no. sells it. Yeah, Custom. he's like the inverse Belichick. He's got like six layers, and as he gets a, become a better coach, he'll start cutting them down until he gets to the Belichick stage, where he's the, rip the sleeves off because he's the opposite of layering. I feel like maybe he was trying to take a page out of Belichick's book there, like with too many things that he tries to do. But like you know, Belichick has like the raggedy hoodie look, yeah, with no sleeves or whatever, and the hood up. And Judge was like, let me, what can I do? What's my own thing? How can I make this cool? And it's just not Layers. working, Joe. Not yeah. doing it. Because <laughs> he, did, he did it like at, at camp when it was like 98 degrees outside. And he's he's out there with three sleeves on. So let's call him the sweatshirt onion. How about that? This is many layers. <laughs> just keep peeling back the sweatshirts to finally figure out what kind of coach he is. Because somehow it, we're two seasons in and we don't know if he's a real coach I think it's one layer. It's one, we already <laughs> yeah, seen I don't think you need to peel back that much at this point. I you can't tell it's it. on the exterior it. yet? <laughs> he custom makes the shirts to have three different sleeves. That would be, oh. yeah, that'd be a lot more efficient. Right, uh, yeah. Jumping into quick news here. Dan, I have a first question I have for you. Um, so I read an article the other day saying that the Giants have strong consideration to hire Kevin Abrams to replace Dave Gettleman if, in quotation marks, he leaves at the end of the offseason. So my question for you, Dan, is if he gets hired, uh, what method of suicide are you going to choose? <laughs> um, I think, I think uh, I'll, I'll bury myself under the pile of leaves in my backyard and just, and just suffocate out slowly and painfully. Uh, I mean – like you can't be surprised by this. This is exactly you know the first thing you, you'd assume to hear out of Giants headquarters or, or get leaked out of the out of the stadium. Um, just the typical thing to say. I'm sure there's more weight to it than I'd, I'd like to believe. I, this is a very viable future for us. Um, and you can couch it in all sorts of things that you couch Giants stuff in. Like, oh, you don't know. He's, he's supposed to be highly touted as a capologist and will really give Joe Judge, who's earned nothing, the ability to dictate player personnel for some reason. Like, that's a good idea. Um, I, I don't know. This is obviously the last thing I want to hear. I'm of, of the of the mind that we have to clean house top to bottom, bring in absolutely fresh blood with no attachments to this organization, any preconceived notions of how uh, the team should be run and and build this thing up from scratch. So Kevin Abrams is the opposite of what I want, um, even if he is qualified. You know, be qualified on another team, please, Kevin. <laughs> Jeff, what are you thinking? Like, do you think that Judge should stick around? I mean, I think we have an idea what you're going to say, but just point blank, do you think he should get another shot? Do you think that kind of limits the GM pool? And do you think Abrams has any shot at, at, at this job? Well, I'd start off by saying probably just oncoming traffic. I would probably just jump right in and <laughs> end it as quickly as possible because that would be the most Giants thing ever. Would that not be so like John Mara just to have Abram slide into the seat? It would be more of the same. You're going to bring Joe Judge. It's going to be a disaster. So if you're saying Joe Judge has to, if Mara is saying Judge is my guy, he's going to be here next year, you're narrowing the pool. You're, you're, you're making a GM come in that's tied to him like philosophically, which is like some of my biggest problems with Joe Judge is the conservative playing for field position, stuff like that. So you're going to bring in another guy who feels that way because you're letting Joe Judge call the shots. Why? Like you said, TJ, like why? Or Dan Mary said it, sorry. Like he hasn't, earned, he hasn't earned the right to do any of that stuff. He's a special teams coach 
that has pretty much failed miserably so far. Why are you giving him the reins? I mean, if you're going to, I tweeted it out today. If you're going to dump Joe judge, if two, if 2022 is unsuccessful, then dump them now because the old line has one piece. So like, that's going to take a while to build up. So you're going to let him fail for another year. You're just going to punt on next season. Then why just, just hit the restart now. Yeah, totally. And, and, and why would anyone think that Abrams is going to have a draft worthy of uh, bringing into next season? It's going to be more the same because he's signed off on everything Gettleman's done up to this point. So, uh, yeah. yeah, it's not not promising. It's not something I think any of us wanted to ever read. And I think, you know, we, we've hammered it a thousand times. The continuity has to stop. I don't know what Mara needs to change his mind, whether if it's an outside consultant to come in that's not Ernie Acorsi, um to take a look Inception, at what this team... dude. Inception. <laughs> yeah, right. He's going to his dreams. A couple layers I mean, down. Well, it remains to be seen, I guess. Uh, so, Sterling Shepard got hurt this last uh, game here. I want to ask you guys. With eight and a half million in cap savings, so we'll get to like four million in dead cap. Do you think Shepard's played his last snap as a giant, Colin? Yeah, I, I, unfortunately. I mean, he's just been hurt more times than he's been healthy. So as much as I love him as a player and as a, as a team player for that matter, he's he's a, an ultimate try-hard kind of guy, and he was exactly what you'd want for uh, your culture uh, with this Giants team. But if you just can't hit the field, then there's not much of a point in paying him. And, and I hate to do that. Oh, oh, maybe he'll take a pay cut and he'll stick around. Ah, I, don't, I think it's just another part of the, the cleaning house aspect of things. Uh, he, he, he's not a problem, but he's also not a solution either. So, unfortunately. I think on a better it. team, he, he would have thrived. Like absolutely. Just absolutely. Vital and, and crucial player. Um, and, and unfortunately, the, the Giants, you know, want to see Dave Gettleman retire, you know, retire gracefully. on his own accord gracefully. They're not going to do that for a guy that gave his all to this franchise and was there. Um, in some of the darkest times, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll cut him for whatever they can, and he'll go on and, and probably fizzle out somewhere else, um, unless he ends up in an ideal situation. But uh, I think we all are big fans of Sterling Shepard. Um, if they can bring him back, that's something lower, because we have no cap space. Again, thank you, Dave Gettleman, uh, for the upcoming season, even though we increased salary cap. Um, but, yeah, I mean, for, first get rid of a few other players, and then, then Shep might, uh, might have to go as well. It's, yeah, just, I think it hurts even more this year because he seemed to look so good in camp and he seemed yeah. like he was and he came out on fire. He had a great couple first games. So like it hurts extra. And he just like you said, he just can't stay healthy. And I had a horrendous take in the offseason that uh, he was going to go for a thousand yards for the first time in his career. And I, I mean, after two or three weeks, I was like, OK, Jeff, you know, nice take, man. This is this is shaping up. <laughs> and then he's Sterling Shepard. So he gets hurt. That's just that's just who he is. So. You got you got Tony now. It's time to get younger. It's time to get it's it's time to change things. It's, so do what you have to do. Make make cap space any way you can, basically. Yeah, I mean, you hope Tony can stay on the field too. My only thing with Shepard is that I felt like when he was playing and Jones was playing, they definitely had a really good rapport together. And I felt like Jones is using his, him as a security blanket a lot of the time to kind of get out of those third downs, if and when the Giants ever did have success earlier on in the year, which is you know few and far between. Obviously, the contract was bad when he signed it to begin with. The cap hits too much. I think there's a lot of guys that we're going to see be gone from this team and not just him in the offseason. Um, Hopefully. Yeah, I mean, do you guys just want to jump in kind of talking about the Cowboys game? I know we saw some news that Jones is done for the year. I don't think anyone is surprised by that. Um, it's probably a good move. I mean, I want to talk about Fromm later, which is why I don't really want to get into this right now. I'm mean, right. All right. So, Cowboys, exciting game, guys. 21-6, to Giants lose 4-10 for the rest of the year. 17 and 38 during the Dave Gettleman era for those of us that are counting. Um, right on. So what, what, what does this game come down to? I mean, you know, for me, it's the same game I've watched all year in that the offense can't do anything. The defense plays well and gets gassed in the second half and lose the game. I mean, ultimately, the defense plays well. The offense is just atrocious. Um, Jeff, what, do you, what, what was your overall thought on this game? I guess we could start just like with the game plan, anything that the coaching did that was a, a particularly egregious to you or anything of that nature? The coaching never inspires me. So I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm like numb at this point watching that. And somebody said it today on Twitter and I can't get away from it, but it looked like, you know, the Cowboys against the giants looked like, you know, you're playing video games with your little cousin and you don't want to beat them up too bad. Like <laughs> they were just like playing with us. Like they were in complete control and they did, they weren't even playing well. Their offense is not 
lighting it up like they used to. If, if that offense was clicking, it would have been another 40 burger that they laid on us. They, they were settling for field goals because they knew we couldn't score touchdowns. So they were just racking up points slowly. It was, we had no shot in that game, even though it wasn't really out of reach until the end. Like there were opportunities to like make that a one score game and no one had any doubt that there's no chance it was going to happen. <laughs> No chance. I, I like to note that we, after uh, having a, a huge scoring outburst of three touchdowns uh, last week, we, we go back to none, just like we were in the Dolphins game with none touchdowns. Is that good? It's Oh, nice. Oh, nice. You snuck me. that one in there. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, you know what? I want to, I want to harp on three positives of this game. Actually. I'm, I'm not, wow. not going to, yeah. I have a feeling this is not actually going to be positive. <laughs> Uh, you'd be surprised. Um, uh, if you can do it, I'm, I'm going to be impressed. Well, I already forgot one of them, so let me just think of the other two. <laughs> good start, good start. Perfect. Um, you know, Andrew Thomas continues to be the absolute man. He had the, the, the highest graded offensive lineman grade of the entire league this weekend, which is insane. Not including the games tonight. Who knows what's going to happen? But he was rated the best, which is so infuriating that we're so bad and he's playing so good. Uh, so yeah, that's great. Keep building around him. We'll see what someone can do with him in seasons ahead. Uh, number two, Lorenzo Carter, uh, showed up finally. Hey, there's a guy who plays football for our team and he had a wonderful game. So yeah, if, if he can build he on was, that, uh, yeah, I was going to say, and, and he was playing the kind of game that we thought he could given his athletic abilities. You know, I, I saw him have a, a pass defended. It wasn't just you know, the, he had he had obviously nice pass rushing, but it was sh- sort of showcasing those those raw ta- that raw talent he had. Coming where does that come from? Like, I don't understand where that comes from. Does this happen again this season? You think, or is this an aberration? Because well, we haven't seen any evidence of it before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, be I remember what the the third thing was, and it's not necessarily about the game, but the game kind of showed it. At least we know that the Cowboys are going to be knocked out in the first round of the playoffs when they get there. So good point. Good point. <laughs> That's inevitable. So. They're not going to win a Super Bowl, so at least. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, and the other good thing the 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 medium Pepsi's. We forgot about that. That that oh, was a good thing. Can't believe I forgot to mention that. And wasn't it only one per PSL holder too, or something yep. like yeah. that? Like yeah, not if you even... had four season tickets, if your name, if you're the one paying the bill on the ticket, you're the only one that got your your free diet coke. And it was like 30 degrees out. It was freezing. It's <laughs> mind boggling. What like. Who is making these decisions and thinking this is a good thing and thinking that the fan base is going to like it and nobody goes on Twitter and sees this, sees it what seems the reaction like to this is? It's like John Mayer. It's like Mr. Burns is like, what are those <laughs> What are those peasants like? Oh, they like soda getting fat. Let's give them free soda. I have, I have a metaphor, a perfect metaphor. You know what we are as fans of this team? We are the Tannen family from Back to the Future that always manages to get manure put all over us <laughs> regardless of what time period it is doc uh, uh something jones manure it should just should say mara manure instead i think it. the pepsi offer is just the most out of touch thing like i truly believe he would have been better doing nothing and maybe it was trying to get people to not give their tickets away or whatever but like do you think a medium freaking soda is gonna like make people decide on their sunday or not like i don't think so this week's video, I haven't fully decided on what I'm going to do, but I'm thinking about just reenacting the meeting where that was pitched and approved <laughs> nice. by John Mayer. Yes. I yes. think that's I think that's where I need to go this week. That'd be kind awesome. Of not not much. We'll have to like give the backyard a break for one week, and uh, I'll take care of it though. Just <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I I was just picturing all the characters being there, like fly on the wall kind of thing. Like, <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. There's yeah, there's not like much that. game to talk about. You should have uh, just given a bottle of Jameson to every Giants fan. That probably would have been a little better. You said drown your sorrows before the end of the half. Why not a beer or a large yeah. soda? You know, yeah. a medium? Ooh, large a knish, maybe? Profits a little too much. Knish. A sausage. Knish from the old stadium. They don't even sell them anymore in this one. That's one of the, None to the be biggest. Found? No, no. The, the, the same exact. I mean, I don't know. Not in, in my corner. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's. It, I don't Damn. know. They got rid of a lot of the food uh, that was in the old stadium, and they just went with new people for this. Knish with mustard and a, oh. and a beer. Yeah, that's how I did it. It's very New Jersey, mm. right? Yeah. Uh, sure, Northeast, you could say. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, all right. So you said Andrew Thomas good. I actually didn't think that the offensive line was like they probably had one of their better games of the year. If you look at it in totality, I mean, Will Hernandez got destroyed. 
Yeah, listen, I know the first pick was all Hern- Will Hernandez's fault because Demarcus Lawrence came in and blocked that pass, but they were running the ball. Devontae Booker looked like, you know, he should be the starting running back, which everybody agrees on. Yes. Saquon just is, you know, I, I don't even want to talk about him. I, I'm sorry I even brought him up. But they were pushing some guys around. Glennon, when he was throwing the ball, did have a little bit of time. So, I mean, you know, there's a bunch of scrubs in this line. They pulled together and did okay. The whole problem they lost the game was because of the turnovers in Glennon. I didn't mean – I didn't think they – Got had any shot to win this game in the beginning, as Jeff said before. But if they had, you know, secured the ball a little bit, I think it had an outside chance to at least have a closer score. And and, and we want to get into talking about Fromm. I think the one thing that people were saying about Fromm was that he secures the ball. He protects the ball and he doesn't turn it over. So in my opinion, you know, it, I mean, listen, but that's, that's, no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. What his best, what people were saying his best quality oh, was oh, going prior into to this it, game yeah. is that he protects the ball. So For that sure. being said, I mean, I'm not going to say that, you know, Glennon should have been pulled earlier, but I mean, anyone watching this game and watching Glennon had played the last few games could see how bad he was. And I mean, what we'll, we'll do a quick, is this good real, real fast. Yes. Um, Wait, what was my one? Before Glennon got pulled, the Giants wide receiver had four catches total. Then the la- after the last drive with Fromm, they had eight. So Fromm doubled <laughs> the catches the wide receivers had all game. Is this good? Why? Four Why? Catches? Why is that? Why is that? Why doesn't anyone else want to throw to our, our, our wide receivers? Is it play calling or is it just, just bad quarterback play or both? I mean, I, Galladay, Everything. I was reading, had the lowest separation of any wide rece- starting wide receiver in the NFL this week. But, I mean, Fromm managed to get him a ball that was contested and he caught it which I don't think we've seen pretty much all season from him. So, I mean, you know, quarterback controversy brewing in New York. Jeff, who's starting next week? It's got to be from. Yeah. There's no way you could turn back to Glennon at this point unless no. they truly are tanking, which I don't think they would ever act uh, do, unfortunately, yeah. at this point. <laughs> it's got to be from. He brought a different energy. Like, the, the everything looked different as soon as he got in there. He, like, had yeah. command. This was his first NFL snaps, and he looked better than a – seasoned veteran who is absolute trash um he, i thought he looked good and and the yeah. play to galladay it took some gall to throw that right like if that's an ugly pick like dude it's bad it's gonna be bad for you if your only possession was a pick but no he showed some things man he looked i'm not saying he's gonna be the guy but i think it's it's a low risk move to ride him out the rest of the year and be like can you at least serve as a backup can you be some competition for daniel jones for one more year and you know when dj goes down again if they roll roll it back with him. You got to have another guy in there that has an ounce of upside. You can't go back with Glennon. And, I mean, Certainly. and we know that we know what the track record is. You know what Glennon is. You don't really know yet what from is. And he's so young. You, this is the time to do it. You know, you're not winning anything. Yeah. And if for some reason you do, Oh, okay, cool. Then he's ripping it up. And there's, or, or yeah, trade it's a win-win. It's yeah. a win-win. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say from pop to me, cause it seemed like from the get go, he was attacking downfield. Like yeah. the, he was throwing zippy passes, you know, for six, seven, eight, ten yards, just just working, just attacking vertically, more so vertically than check down city, which is basically what I'm used to. Um, I wanted a another quick. Is this good? Wait, let me say one thing, one more thing about from and, and Colin and I texted each other this the last drive. And, and I said, you know, I kind of wanted that TD more than I've wanted any TD this season. And Colin yeah. was like, I agree with you. So if anything. At least next week, it gives us something to, you know, look forward to, something that's different. To be excited maybe, about. Exactly. Something to make you want to actually sit there and watch this game. Yeah. Which is I, ultimately all I'm looking for at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, all we be have nice. been. Yeah. Dan, please. I, I have actually a couple want more no, is this good as well. You gotta, yeah. If you have, yeah. I actually want no more TDs because I think, I think I'd love them to, like, drive the field every time and then stall out and then just get a Graham Gano field goal. I want to see how many games they can go without scoring touchdowns so they can really clean house. Um is this good was back on the Kenny Galladay thing. Um, Zach Rosenblatt tweeted, the Giants leading receiver is Kenny Galladay with 477 yards. He's on pace for 607 this season. Is this good? How much is he getting paid? Didn't someone, oh, I I read somewhere uh, in 2000, oh, was it eight? I think our leading receiver, Dominic Hickson, with like 800 (laughs) something. Which, oh man, I, I miss Dominic Hickson. Well, yeah, because we ran the ball, and that's okay. Utility. You know, we can run the ball. The Giants went twelve throws. and four that year. Yeah. Dan, did you know this year uh, Graham Gano is responsible for forty percent of the Giants' points, <laughs> which is second all time in franchise history? Is this good? Who was the other? Was it Brad DeLuiso? I don't have that information. <laughs> Too bad you asked me. Was it? Was it Pete Gogolak? 
Although, Colin, I have, I have, I do have a trivia for you if you want, real quick. Please. Um, Mike Glennon is the first Giants quarterback to throw three plus picks in less than a hundred yards than who in 1998? Uh, Ken Graham. No. Damn. Danny Cannell. Ah, close. <laughs> so that's just Ken to show you what a wonderful game that he had. Wow. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Perfect if you hate your job. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Man, atrocious. Um, defense, what do you want to say about the defense? I mean, I was happy... With Lorenzo Carter, as you mentioned, I also my favorite play of the whole game was the Quincy Roche Aziz Ulujari oh. uh, double sack in the red zone. That at was the end great. Of the second half, um, and also like I, before the game started, I was like, "Who's Jaron Williams?" And he ended up <laughs> having like the second highest PFF score on the Giants this week. So that's all good and, and well, but when you know you can't get off the field and the time possession battles never won, it ends the same way it always ends. I mean, Jeff, what do you think about the defense in particular that stood out to you this week, other than what we mentioned already, or? I'll just double down on what Colin said. Lorenzo Carter finally flashed like what he could potentially be and what they thought he was like, he's just been so quiet throughout his time here and disappointing. And he was that guy. Yes. Like on, on the field, he was that guy. So like Bobby Skinner tweeted out today, like give this guy one year, a million bucks and see if he can build on it. Cause there's no way with what he's put on tape for the last several years that he's going to be sought after in any kind of big way. So grab them keep them in house um because you're going to be saving money you're going to have to save money here or there so the defense is another like they're playing well enough to win games if we had an average offense yeah we would have so many more wins this year just because the defense starts giving up i mean they gave up points at the end of the (laughs) right before halftime every single week that's just (laughs) is it up to 65 nothing 64 it's 64 (laughs) Yeah, well, nice Saquon fumble, by the way. Um, I, I love when the announcers are like, well, this is why the Giants are outscored such and such amount of points is because of plays like that. And I'm like, yeah. Saquon is not a fumbler. Like, that's like no. his third career True. fumble. So, like, that is unfair to say. There, there are many reasons why the Giants stink, but a Saquon fumbling is not one of them. I think this is meant like a bad play in general. Just I killing mean, ourselves, yeah. basically. Yeah, exactly. It was a good It was a good play. Who, who made, Was it Gregory or Lawrence that made that? But, like, he punched it out perfectly clean. Yeah. There's basically, Lawrence, yeah. there's basically no way to stop that. Um, speaking of Bobby Skinner, he's in Twitter jail, if you've seen I saw that. that. Um, because he told some guy that he was going to burn down the town of Denison, Texas, which I got a big chuckle out of. He was very angry today, and it was very entertaining. And then uh, I love that guy. I mean, he's, he's so been funny. saying burn down MetLife Stadium for like six well, weeks now. Now he wants so. to burn down anything in Texas, which, I mean, you know. He was threatening lives uh, yesterday. And... <laughs> It was like some some cowboys. It's like a verified cowboys page that has like a hundred thousand followers. And Bobby's like, whoever runs this page is going to die tonight. <laughs> like he's not afraid. I like that. Guy. Well, he's also the biggest man almost ever. So like, <laughs> is he really? I've I've, I've never yeah, seen. He's him like, like six seven or something silly. Oh wow! All right. He yeah, former offensive lineman. He's six seven and like he just looks like twice the size of everyone like i met him at fan fest and uh he's just quite literally twice my size <laughs> it's insane nice big personality too yeah. i do love that podcast i listen i, I listen to it a lot it's good yeah, i love man. him and justin they're good guys yeah no right on um i mean what else guys eagles 
Do we uh, really have well, to talk about this? I just feel like every podcast is the same now. We just say the same shit over and over again. Oh, there he is. You snuck is. it in there. You snuck it uh, in. It's, <laughs> it's, my, it's my throat, man. I've been talking too much. I, I it's realize. the COVID talking, it's you know? It's COVID. Yeah. COVID's coming out. <laughs> it's that Bill Gates chip up in there that makes him curse. Yeah. I, I should have I got my booster. This is why I'm in this predicament. Yeah, you got, you got to wait now. Yeah, another month or something. Oh, wait, I just way. wanted to, to shout out begrudgingly uh, Leonard Williams for, for playing a tough game. Yeah. You know, despite that, that injury and everything, he, he had a solid game. That's true. He could have. It seemed like he was doing that earlier this season, so uh, it, it seems like he's, he's playing <laughs> for something. Never um, missed a game, apparently, too. Yeah. Good this for him. Crazy. crazy stat. Maybe yeah. he's just doing it for himself to keep his streak alive. Yeah. As a guy that's colliding <laughs> on every single play, to, to never yeah. miss a, a game is pretty impressive. Yeah, Without a doubt. Uh, and another is this good. The Giants haven't scored 30 points in over 14 months. Oh, my. Is this good? Only once last year, and yeah. it was a loss to the Cowboys, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. So even wow. when we did it, we lost. And, like, I know the, I know the, I know the Bucks laid a – It hurts a, so much when you say it. I know. Once you hear it out loud, it tasted like crap to say it, too. <laughs> <laughs> the Bucks scored zero, but they have been averaging 30 points on the year. By the way, that was very fun to watch last night. I enjoy seeing Tommy cry and and break things and and just whine. <laughs> did he break a Microsoft Surface last night? Yeah. Yes, he did. Did you see that tweet from uh, the cornerback the on the yep. Saints? <laughs> That's awesome. The Yo, the Saints' bet. defense is good. They're really good. Yeah, they're they fun get, to watch. They get they're after really it. Cam Jordan is so underrated. Agreed. Okay. He's always been underrated. That guy's a Such psychopath. A Did you see player. the interview after the game? He he like he speaks like he's on cocaine or something. He's like, <laughs> like taking I, I the guess. LT LT treatment. In the yeah, half maybe. Time. Oh, speaking <laughs> of which, uh, LT got arrested again. We uh, you see that? <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to bring it up, but well, I, I'll bring it up only because it doesn't seem like it's uh, exactly what you'd think. Um, <laughs> It would take very little for him to violate his... Uh... Not your typical LT crime? Yeah, well... <laughs> He's innovative. It'd take very little for him to violate that, like, really strict <laughs> probation he's on for uh, committing other crimes. Well, apparently he's going through a really bad divorce, and the the police recommended to him to stay in a hotel. But what the problem with that is, and the, the details are, are hazy still, but... Apparently, he's not allowed to sleep certain places, and it violates his probation or something, and it might be something as minuscule as staying in a hotel. So on, the police on the police's, his probation form. Yeah, the police. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's possible. It sounds like a conspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping our oh, man, man down. <laughs> I want to I add one more thing about our defense that bothers me, because like, there's a lot of talent there, but like, it just feeds into the same – philosophy which is like con- conservative everything is conservative about this team even when they're losing even when they have nothing to lose like when we were punting on fourth and two when you're when you're losing in the second half and you're four and seven team i don't care what the stats say what you're going for that every time you have nothing to lose so the defense with this bend but don't break like i miss spagnola that you knew like on third down passing situations, we're bringing the heat. Like you better get rid of that ball fast because you're going to get pummeled. And I know we had much better talent with Spagnuolo, but it's just that philosophy. And it just feeds into everything that Joe Judge is about. And that's why I'm in favor. Some people have thrown out um, Patrick Graham for head coach. And I'm not sure. Um, I like that. Like I I would rather a new face, a young offensive minded. I mean, everyone's kind of trying to find that guy. A lot of franchises are, would love to have that guy, but I feel like that's the way the Giants got to go. You need fresh minds in the building, change the philosophy. Abrams will be more of the same. They've all been bred to do the same damn thing. It's not working. Yeah. I mean, Jeff, thanks for funny. bringing that up too. I just want to say yeah. like that style, like Spagnola had lots of highs and lows, but that style of defense was super fun. Cause oh, like yeah. you said, you knew they were going to bring it and like something wild too. was going to happen. Yeah. Well, I, I, most of the time, yeah. uh, I know. I think it's funny that that you bring up the fourth and two because in this game we we saw them try to go for it three times in the Cowboys territory. So I know I mentioned this last week and they did something similar the week before. It's like, what? Why is this shift? Is it because like you know Joe Judge is listening to our podcast and we're calling him out? I mean, obviously that's a joke, but it's like is he just taking advice from the fans and what they want to see at this point because they're going to lose games? Like I don't understand where the shift in philosophy comes from, from all the way at the end of the year and then. It's like, don't 
you're, you're within two possessions the first time or nine points the first time you go for it in your own territory. So if you lose the, lose that ball, you're probably going to lose the game. Not that you're going to probably win the game anyway, but to me, it's just really head scratching. Why, you know, three games ago, it's fourth and two in your opponent's territory and you punt it for, for net 20 yards. And in this game, you decide to go for it three separate times. I'll be at one brought back on a, or they punted after the, you know, five yard uh, false start penalty from Pert, I believe it was. It's just, you know, Judge doesn't know what he's doing. I know I have to agree. Burn this thing down, and, and it needs to be start over from, from scratch and bring in a GM that can pick his own head coach. And I don't want to see Graham, you know, if, if, if the new head coach likes what Graham does and wants to rehire him, I, I'd be okay with that because I don't think the bend don't break is, an, is a terrible thing because if the Giants could score a touchdown, that philosophy doesn't, isn't necessarily a bad one. But if you can't score any points, then giving up even three points is, you know, a nail in the coffin for a team like this. That's a good point. There's no complimentary football whatsoever. And you know, these are human beings, right? Like the defensive players have got to be pissed off that they do all this work. They're playing well enough to win games and the offense just never hooks them up, just never helps them out or makes them look good. They've had injuries too. They've had injuries too. The offensive injuries, the defense has had, you know, an equal number of injuries to big players as well. So, you know, there's no excuse to, for that either. I think or no, no, blah, blah, no excuse for injuries for either side, you know? Uh, Jeff, you remind me of, uh, of an old uh, Sam Huff quote, rest in peace. Um, he was coming off the field at some point in the late 50s, and he says to the offense, uh, thanks for holding them for us. <laughs> and that's exactly like this. It's like the defense is good, and like they're doing their job, and you are not holding the end of your bargain here. And so why are we busting our hump when there's nothing happening for us? So I thought that was funny. If there's any positive... Um, to say about Joe Judge, and it could be just more about the players just being like prideful guys, but like there doesn't seem to be a ton of giving up by the guys on defense, which I've seen in the past. Like I've seen that where guys make a business decision and they don't go for that tackle, you know, when they're losing the game and stuff like that. So I haven't really seen that. I just don't think this team is well coached overall. The defense is definitely playing well enough to win games. Like if this defense had and a top 10 offense, they're, they're a playoff team. That, that defense is good, and it's a bend-don't-break. You know what I mean? Like, make them settle for field goals. To, like, I don't know. They just need to figure out how to get explosive on offense, and they're just so far away from it. That's the worst part. When is this going to end, guys? Well, Jeff, <laughs> never. Do you, do you Wait, I have a theory. I have a theory no about why they're still playing hard. It's because they don't want to have to run laps after the game. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Colin, go ahead. Well, Jeff, we talk about this too, and like we're at this point, and I feel like every year we we generally have an idea of uh, a, a couple of names here and there that we would love to have as as uh, as head coach or offensive coordinator. But like this year, it's been weird because, I mean, yeah, there's some names out there that you you think like, oh, that would be cool if you know uh, what's his name, Dable up in uh, in Buffalo, oh, or or yeah. even like Kellen Moore, possibly. I don't know. I don't. I'm, yeah, well, I'm not so much on Kellen Moore, but a lot of people talk about him as a mind. Kellen Moore would be great. Yeah, he'd be all right, but I mean, the Cowboys, uh, they, you know, we're seeing what they do. I mean, it could be good or it could be not good. So I don't know. Uh, do you they've have any good, names that they've had uh, good drafting Cowboys yeah. over the over the years? Well, I'm, I'm talking, talking about more do that. more style of of play and like uh, creativity. More, yeah, Kellen Moore definitely gave them a spark, but I just feel like. The, I mean, it's to their own credit. Dallas has just had great offensive lines for a yeah. long time. So, like, Zeke, I, I'm like, Zeke is a good back. Dak is a good quarterback. But I think they are both, like, inflated as to what they've been able to do because of such a good offensive line. And then they got – they were able to make the C.D. Lamb pick. as a lux, That's a luxury pick for a team in the mid-first round, wherever they were picking that year. So, like, they drafted Zeke when the year before DeMarco uh, – is DeMarco Lawrence? What's his name? Murray. DeMarco Murray. DeMarco Murray. He was yeah. the leading rusher in the NFL. And then they got rid of him and brought in Zeke. And so Zeke was put in the best possible situation for yeah. a running back. So, like, I think Kellen Moore, he's doing things. He's obviously better than Jason Garrett. But um, <laughs> I think it's a lot to do with just having the right pieces. And a good offensive line can do wonders for a football team. What is that like? I don't, I don't know what that's I have, like. I don't know. It's been... I mean, I was a little girl the last time the Giants had. <laughs> <laughs> Call Chris Snee, Kareem. Oh, you mean 150 pound Chris Snee at this point? Because it, it, oh, yeah. he's, he's, he's just a regular sized guy now. Well, he's got he's like a lollipop head. His head is like a, a, an offensive lineman's head, and he's just like looks like he 
runs a it's lot. It's hard to keep on all that weight, I would imagine. It's probably yeah. a lot of work eating all that food. It sounds so, fun, though. I mean, I think that's why I would have been a great offensive lineman if I was five feet, five, six inches taller. I can keep on weight like it's no one's problem. <laughs> it's really, it's really super easy for me. I can, I can even put on more. Um, what about Joe Brady from uh, that just got released from uh, Carolina? He's, you know, one of the most highly touted offensive minds to come into the NFL recently, and it seems like it might have been a rash decision to get rid of him. Would you like to see, maybe not as a head coach, but it'd be a great coordinator to to bring into the house? I'd be willing. I'd like. I think I'd like to research like all the possible guys and just like really get into who would be best. Like Eric Bieniemy seems to be a guy that's stuck in Kansas. Not stuck. I mean, that's a good gig, but he's yeah. he's he didn't get head coaching nods. I don't know if he's a bad interviewer or. If he's another like, isn't Andy Reid calling plays? Yeah. So yeah. so how much is the enemy doing? Like it's hard to know from the outside, but there's got to be offensive minds that can do more with less. You know, like the Giants, I do believe had enough. I mean, the offensive line is just so bad, but <laughs> I, I just feel like there has to be people out there that can get more production from this group of guys. A hundred thousand percent. I mean, Freddie Kitchens, Jason Garrett. It's like at this point, just, you know, yeah. maybe I'll go well, call the place. What was that comparison that came out? I, I saw, I don't remember who's tweeting about it, but it was comparing the Giants to the Bengals. The Bengals have the offensive line ranked worse than the Giants um, from all like reliable metrics, yet they're putting up potent, uh, have a really potent offense. They're putting up legitimate scores. They're in the mix for the playoffs. Um, you know, they're, they're not an extraordinary team, but they're performing well. Um, they're what's the difference there? Yeah. They, they, you know, they spent top draft picks on skill players uh you know i, I <clears throat> joe burrow is probably better than daniel jones but but maybe not by like a ton maybe by a ton i don't know not but, yet um, but he will they, be they, I think, they, yeah. the, the offensive line argument essentially um is really put to test there because they have probably just as bad an offensive line and, as we do. and how much of that is on daniel jones too like yeah what kind of offense are we putting around and what kind of scheming are we doing to his strengths um you know a lot of points left out there. There's so much debate over is Daniel Jones, does he look the way he does because of the offensive line and scheme, or is he just not that good? And it's that's what's the worst part about being a Giants fan right now is it's impossible to inv- evaluate anyone because the blame is spread so thin. Like from top to bottom, every position group, every player, like nobody's – Andrew Thomas, like Colin said it, like he is – the best thing the Giants have going for them. Like one of the most important positions (laughs) we have, we have that left tackle and don't worry, we're going to waste his rookie contract. But I was like talking with, I have a bunch of Giants group chats going on, um, like texting with my friends and stuff. And my friend Greg made a good point that we probably will waste Andrew Thomas's rookie contract, but at least he's in house and we have the best chance of like keeping him and paying him. So as opposed to having to go like to a free agent or something like that, we're going to have to pay him by the time we're good, but at least he's ours. <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. so sad. <laughs> I mean, it's one of few, one of a few pieces on this team that should stick around, and they should spend money on. I mean, it's also a lot crazy of guys, that we yeah. were, you know, chopping at the bit for uh, Matt Pert to take take his spot preseason. Yeah, that is insane. You know, and he's bad. Like, <laughs> he can't beat on Nate Solder. Yeah. Um, well, we've we've been known to be a little. Uh, presumptuous that was reactionary a bad, that was a from time take, to time so um, well he was happens. really bad he was really bad last year oh well, he was terrible you, last year yeah do you remember that conversation that that it was something to do with um overcorrection i i brought up on on his technique uh thomas i mean yeah, coming yeah, into the yeah. season uh which yeah. you know is understandable if you have a bunch of problems that you did last year you're going to try to correct that and but if you go too far then you're and you end up going over the you know what? over the hill it's mark colombo's fault I, well, was. that guy, that dope. He should just play his new metal band until he's blue in the face <laughs> and then never go around football ever again. What was the name of that band again? It was bad. I don't know. Oh, it was goodness. really, really bad. And it was all offensive linemen that were in the band, too, which is really silly. Yeah. That's how you know it's going to be good. It's like you found the best drummer you've ever heard before. Oh, never played offensive line? Yeah, get out of here. Yeah, we, we don't need you. Not in here. All right, quick, guys. Uh, Eagles. Any, any? I have nothing to say. I don't care. Um <laughs> Uh, if the Giants, if the Giants lose, we get better draft picks. Um, you know, all right. For, for real though, I think there's my my, my uh, prediction here is uh, Fromm will start. He won't turn the ball over. The Giants will still score less than 14 points. If Minshew plays, 
then the Eagles win. If Hurts plays, then the Giants might win. That's that's my thing. But if Minshew plays, <laughs> all eyes on Minshew, baby. He's the, he, he, he's my jam. I love that guy, even though he plays the wrong team. I, I, third pot in a row, we mentioned Minshew, by the way. Yeah, well, he's lovely. Because, again, uh, looks like Colin. Not really. I mean, he's... I, I, he, I uh... A little bit. I mean, his hair is... Con, he's got short, short hair now. He only, he only he has the mustache, but he's got handlebar and he's got short hair, but... He has short hair? I mean, yeah. I just, yeah. like, feel like I automatically see long hair when I see It's him. not like everybody with a mustache looks like him. Like, you have some features, yeah. you know. And you oh, wear Daisy Dukes all the time. Oh, yeah. that's true. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I am wearing them right now, actually. Um, uh, uh, Free Rain is the name of the band of Mark. Free Rain. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's check them out on Spotify, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't forget to listen to Dan on Man in the Arena while you're up there. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah a lot of buzz. I've been, getting, I've been fielding calls from from Hollywood agents left and right. It's been it's been hectic. Yeah. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, any thoughts on the Eagles, Jeff, uh, Colin, Dan? What's up? Uh, well, I think it – I mean – Who cares? I don't right know. again. Yeah, I don't <laughs> care. I don't care. I don't care. I really don't care. This is why, this is why I just – rhetorical like question. Could you even say there's something you're looking forward to? Yeah, from. Other than from. from maybe from. He's the, he's the uh, reason to watch this game. If it was uh-huh. Glennon – I mean, I'm going to watch anyway, let's be honest. But, yeah, of course. I mean, he's, he's the reason to watch this game now, to see, like, if – he had one good possession. Was that just one good possession? I mean, he did better than Glennon did all day. So <laughs> he was playing with the same ingredients. On so. on sixty percent of knowledge of the uh, the playbook, I, I'm doing the so with two weeks with the team or three yeah. weeks, yeah. whatever it was. So my Glennon prediction, had a full off my prediction is by the half, nobody cares about Fromm anymore. Yeah. Most, <laughs> the most prediction. Giants thing to happen would be Fromm gets injured on the first drive and Mike Glennon's right back in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> That's absolutely it. That's, that's going to happen. The, that's what we want. Please that's don't what... put that out there in the universe. I don't need that. We don't It's need already that. happening. It's happening. But it is about the draft at this point. Yes. And yeah. Yeah, let's go Vikings playing right now. Oh, yeah. true, true. Oh, they're winning 10 nothing too. Keep it going. Is Justin Fields starting? Uh, Yes. Wonderful. Yeah. He is not playing well. It's yeah. perfect. Uh, All right, okay. Dan. Anyway. Yeah, you were, you're, I know you. you had a I'm big a Fields truther. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything else tonight, guys? Before we move on ah, to better, better, and more exciting things. I just want to thank you, Jeff, for coming on. We love your videos. Keep doing it. Uh, we're gonna keep watching. So I hope everyone else is. I appreciate you guys because you were uh, you shared it early on, and and I appreciate that a lot. That actually led me to start listening to your podcast. So, oh, um, yeah, nice. help me help you, right? You guys, yeah. that was a nice, <laughs> was a nice yeah, thing yeah, to yeah. do, and now you got another listener. So awesome, I appreciate man. it. Having fun, just gonna keep doing it. I have no idea where it's gonna lead or what's gonna happen, but I'm having fun with it. I do want to say real quick, I just started up New York Revival with uh, two of my good friends. So if you're listening, you want to check it out. It's at New York Revival. Very easy to remember. And uh, me, Eli, and Spiro, we're gonna have a lot of fun creating content. We're gonna expand beyond the Giants a little bit because the Giants, it's tough. It's tough for us right now, guys. <laughs> Unless you're making fun of the Giants with videos, it's very tough to constantly put out podcasts, but you guys yeah. do a good job. Thank you for having me. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. We tried. Uh, yeah, and you can follow at Pilgr- Jeff at, at Pilgrim's Point on Twitter. Look up El Jefe Giants on YouTube to watch all those cool videos we've been talking about all episode. Again, subscribe to Big Blue United on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pigskin Podcast Network at the Pigskin Podnet. If you want to reach us directly, Shoot Dan an email at bigblueunitedpodcast@gmail.com. He's waiting for you. Every week, he's waiting. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a good night. Have a good night. Later.